welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one magnificent page of Talmud every day. And as we prepare for Shabbat and read today's pages, Sachim 69 and 70, a curious thought comes to mind. Here we are reading all about the Korban Pesach, the, the Paschal lamb we are commanded to sacrifice on Passover. And then almost in the same breath, we read about circumcision. Is there a connection between the two? To answer this question, it is my pleasure to welcome back to the show Talmudic scholar, producer extraordinaire, and friend, Sarah Fredmanader. Hello. Hello, Liel. So circumcision is something you've not only thought about and studied, but also experienced with your own son. Why is it appearing here in a section dedicated to the Korban Pesach, to the Paschal Lamb? I think there's two answers to that question. The first is really straightforward. And in the text, when God first commands the Jewish people to uh, make that first Paschal offering, that first Korban Pesach in Exodus, he commands Moses and Aaron, he says, this is the law of the Passover offering. And the next sentence is that one has to be circumcised to eat the Paschal lamb. So that really from the very, very beginning of this mitzvah, there is this connection of to be a part of this mitzvah, you have to be circumcised. So that's the first connection. These two commandments are really connected from the beginning. But I think that there is, for me, the more interesting connection, which is how do we think of circumcision as a substitution for sacrifice? Sacrifice itself, if you think about it, is a substitution for giving of ourselves completely to God. There are plenty of other religions, other civilizations where their God demands human sacrifice. You have a vengeful God and you have to kill people really to settle this bloodlust. And Judaism's innovation was, no, 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 we think human life is sacred. Our God does not want us killing of our own to honor God, but we do this substitution where we kill animals and we spill blood in a way that sort of settles that bloodlust. And there's, uh, you know, their commentaries have different ideas about whose bloodlust that really is. Right. And through your sheep or your goat, you are giving of yourself to God. And now one step farther down, we don't have the temple anymore. We can't give sacrifices. That's not an option. And how do we give of ourselves? There's some who would say, you know, you, you can't, cut someone's head off, but maybe there's like a little part of the person that you could cut off. There's a little bit of blood. Um, and that's sort of the blood of sacrifice that we have today. So interesting. The commandment, of course, to circumcise your children predates the temple and predates the sacrifices. But I think you're absolutely right to note that there is this kind of intricate connection be- between these two acts of bloodletting, right, that are so profoundly uncomfortable and yet so profoundly crucial because they seem to be delivering a deep bonding to the community, to the faith, and to God. Did, did any of that occur to you as as you were experiencing Brit Milah in, in your own family? As longtime fans of an Orthodox might know, I have a very complicated relationship with circumcision. As an Orthodox Jew, it was never a question whether or not my son, when he was born, would be circumcised. But I think that it is that bloodlust, that really visceral action that is sort of, uh, it's off-putting 
<laughs> to a certain extent, right? What kind of religion are we where we say we don't, God forbid, sacrifice our firstborn sons? That's what the other people did. But, you know, we still need a little bit. <laughs> um, it was very hard for me because I think that connection seems so clear between circumcision and sacrifice. And so I'm just curious, was there any particular thought that you found comforting when going through the process, as you said, you realized you were going to have to do, but had deep reservations about it? No, he wasn't going to remember it. So, <laughs> The thought was, he's not going to blame me. Sarah Feminine Aider, thank you so much for being our guest. Thanks, Leo. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon.